We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to this message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. So now check it out. We're living in an interesting time. This time is a time where we are under executive order by our state governors to stay at home. Why? Because there's a crazy pandemic on our hands. The coronavirus is essentially wreaking havoc all over the world. And there's so many people affected. And so many people came into 2020 thinking, this is my year. This is my year of vision. This is my year of increase. And all of a sudden, it feels like 2020 just punched them in the face. In fact, I had somebody tell me that if 2020 had a name, that name would be Judas. He says, Judas came to stab him in the back. 2020 lied to them. 2020 said, I'm with you. No, I'm not. Just kidding. You know, some people may feel that way, but I really believe that 2020 has a name. And I want to declare over 2020 that 2020 is Lazarus. Now, if you know anything about the story of Lazarus in scripture, in the Bible, it tells us about Jesus having a friend named Lazarus. His friends uh, come to Jesus and say, uh, Jesus, your good friend, your best friend, Lazarus, is about to die. And Jesus said, don't worry about it, because this sickness is not unto death, but it's so that the Son of God may be glorified. And everybody listening to this under my voice today, I want to declare the coronavirus, the sickness is not unto death, but it's so the son of God may be glorified. And 2020 will be a banner year and 2020 will be turned upside down. And you can realize everything God has for you in 2020. And I know there may be some people who may say, well, that seems a little bit insensitive because there's a lot of people who've lost their lives. There's a lot of people who've died because of the coronavirus. But let me tell you like this, if anybody is in Christ, we know that this death on this world is not the end. We know that he who dies in Christ will live again. So I want this to encourage everybody here. You have nothing to fear with coronavirus because though it may look like it's over here, I'm going to tell you God has the final word. Jesus says, I am the resurrection, I am the life, and he who comes to Jesus will live eternally with him. So 2020, you are Lazarus. This sickness is not unto death. It is so the Son of God may be glorified. And now at a time of social distancing, we can be more spiritually connected than ever. Listen, guys, a lot of us want to retreat in this time. We want to be afraid, but this is not a time of retreat. This is a time of revival. So Church of the Living God, I declare that this will cause revival. It is already causing revival because how many know that just last week, church broke the Internet? Oh, my goodness. You were trying to stream services. You were trying to watch something live. And it was broken because thousands of churches were making an impact by taking their services online. The church doors may be closed, but the church is wide open. And I believe that what's ahead of us is nothing but the goodness and the grace of God. So prepare for 2020 to be a great year ahead. It's said that a scared world needs a fearless church. 
And there's no time better than now that I believe that this fearless church needs to stay in touch and in tune. And today, I just want to share a few things with you and how we can stay in touch and in tune. See, with social distancing, it gives us an opportunity to get creative, right? It gets, uh, gives us an opportunity to get creative so that we can be connected in a greater way. For some, if I'm honest, they're over being connected because they've been really connected. One of them is my wife. So my wife just did a Facebook Live not too long ago. She's held up in her closet because my three boys, ages 14, nine, and four, can you imagine it? There's so much testosterone. There's so much energy in our house right now. Christine is just flipping upside down. She's like, I wish these boys would just go back to school. So some people are like, hey, you know what? I'm connected enough. I need to be disconnected. For introverts, they're like, yo, this is perfect. I get to be at home. I get to close the door. I can watch Netflix all day. But can I tell you, God did not call us to live in isolation. God designed humanity to be connected to each other and connected most of all to him. In fact, Psalm chapter 139, verse 7 through 10 reminds us this. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. The writer is writing about God. He says, if I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell on the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. God has never been hindered by distance. God is close. God is the great Emmanuel. In fact, it tells us in scripture that when Jesus came to this earth, it was God coming to be with us. And it's interesting because we only talk about the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, around Christmas. And I believe that there's a time, and this is the time right now, to start declaring Jesus is Emmanuel. God is Emmanuel because God is with us. He is here. Jesus may have left the earth physically. But he's here with us day after day spiritually. And I believe that this message in Psalm 139.7 about God being close to us and not being able to get away from God can actually give us some encouragement on what it means to be spiritually connected, even though we are socially distanced from each other. So I just want to share with you Four simple ways to stay connected while we're socially distancing. The first way to get connected is love. Love is a major connector. In fact, Mark chapter 12, verse 28 says this. One of the teachers of the religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered so well, so he asked. He, Jesus is hanging out with a bunch of different people, and one of the religious law teachers is like, yeah, I'm going to get this dude. I, I, I'm going to catch him on this one. He says, hey, listen, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus, I could just imagine Jesus being just kind of shrugging his shoulders like, ah, oh, this guy, look at him, always trying to get me. I got you. He says this, and you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strengths. He says, and the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
No other commandment is greater than these. It is interesting how this is connected. Loving God and loving our neighbor is placed as the greatest commandment. Why? Because in order to love others, we have to know how to love God first. In order to love ourselves, we have to know how to love God first. I saw a picture all, all over the internet. One of my boys pa- uh, posted it. Pastor uh, Mike Signorelli, V1 Church, who's streaming live right now too. Big shout out to you. He posted a picture. He was in Walmart and he took a picture of the section that had the Bibles. And the Bibles were missing. There was no Bibles in that section. What is that telling us? Because people are turning to faith. This is a time to turn to faith. And you know what this faith is going to turn to? Faith is going to turn to love. I I believe that this is a time where we're going to see more love shown. People are going to want to help each other more. People are going to want to lean into each other a lot more. See, we are all affected by Corona. We are all affected by the coronavirus, whether it's directly or indirectly. uh, The simple fact that we're staying at home right now is we're all affected. So we need to extend love to those around us. What does love look like? Love looks like picking up the phone and calling somebody. Love looks like reaching out to somebody who you haven't talked to in a while. Love looks like checking in on people, seeing who needs help. Love looks like finding out how you can gather in the community and help people out. You can still be socially distanced and still show love. It's simply about providing support in this time. You want to stay connected while being socially distanced? Show love. The second way is pray. I love this text in 1 Timothy 2. The writer Paul is writing to one of his, uh, one of the guys who's been with him. This is his mentee. Paul is his mentor. And he says to him, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. He's like, listen, first of all, before you do anything else, pray. In fact, I always say this all the time. Before all else fails, pray. He says, before all else, I urge you, pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf. Give thanks for them. And then he says this. This is very important. I feel like this is such a great time to recognize this. He says this. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. He says, first of all, pray. Pray for all people and then pray for all leaders. See, prayer brings intimacy. Prayer brings people together. Prayer will cause you to begin to have affection and love for somebody who you hate. And what a time to be praying for even our leaders. So long we've been divided politically. What a great opportunity for us to start lifting up the other side, lifting up political leaders who may be in a different round than you are. But guess what? We are all the same people. We all bleed the same way. At the end of the day, we are all connected by this crazy pandemic. We are one people. Let's pray for each other. Let's encourage one another. And I'm telling you, you can't hate somebody you pray for. Eventually, you're going to be gritting your teeth. God be with this person. 
And eventually it's going to soften up. Your heart is going to soften up because you want the best for the individual. You want them to make good decisions. You want them to be protected. You want them to be helped. So if you want to get connected to people while we are socially distanced, pray. Because prayer not only connects you to people, but most of all connects you to God. It puts you into the presence of God. You can lean in and be close to God. God can speak to you. Why? Because God acts when we pray. And if there was ever a time in current history to pray, I believe the time is now. The third way we can be spiritually connected while we are socially distanced is to be a witness. Just this morning, I shared this with my team. First John chapter 1, verse 3. The writer writes here, he says, That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. He says, that which we have seen, that which we have heard, that which we have experienced, we are sharing that with you. We are declaring that to you. We're bringing that to you so that you too may have fellowship, so that you too can have the same presence and proximity that we have with God and his Son, Jesus Christ. And in a time like this where everybody wants to hoard everything, everybody wants to hold on to something, you go into the stores, stores have to limit the amount of products that a one person can purchase because if you left it up to them, they would buy everything and leave nothing for everyone. I think the greatest people in this world are unselfish people. Individuals who are incredibly generous. Individuals who love to share what they have. But I believe that God is calling us in this time to be those people. He's calling us to be generous. He's calling us to be people who share what we have. Yes, we can share toilet paper. Hello, somebody. Somebody needs to share some toilet paper because I went to the store and I couldn't find no toilet paper. So listen, if you send me, send your boy some toilet paper, please. But I believe more than products or possessions, I believe God wants us to be generous with our witness. See, God wants us to connect other people to who we're connected to. A simple way you can do that right now is literally hit and share. You're watching this right now. Hit share. Share it with somebody. Tag somebody. Invite somebody into a watch party. Invite them to watch with you. Invite them into the hope that you have. Be a witness for what God has done for your life. Be a witness for how God has been merciful in your life. Be a witness on how God has been a provider in your life. Share. Be a witness. Be generous. The gospel was never meant to be hoarded. It was meant to be promoted. And you know what it says in Acts chapter 1, as Jesus is getting ready to go back to heaven. He's with his disciples. He's with his people, his followers. And he tells them, listen, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, and you guys are going to be my witnesses. He says, you guys are going to tell people about me. You guys are going to tell people what you've seen and what you've heard. He says, in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the world. 
And guys, right now, the gospel is being shared in our backyards, in our neighborhoods, in our community, all the way to the ends of the world because of the ability to stream online. This is happening right now. God's people, share what God is doing in your life. Share this broadcast. Share with somebody else what God has done for you. Be a witness. The last way we can be spiritually connected, even though we're socially distancing, is via worship. John 4, 23 through 24 says this, but the hour is coming and now is here. Listen, I love this text in scripture. I'll give you a quick background. There's a woman that Jesus has met. She's super religious, but same time, she's also living a lifestyle that is anti-religious. She's sleeping around. She's with this guy and that guy. In fact, by the time she gets up to Jesus, he's like, dude, you slept around with, uh, with a lot of dudes. And even the guy who you're with right now, that's not your husband. And so they start engaging in this conversation. And she's like, dude, why you all up in my business? You know, you, you're Mr. Holy Man. Well, my people said worship over here. And you're trying to say worship over here. He says, listen, woman, a time is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such a people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And can I tell you guys, worship is not about a location. It's about a lifestyle. Worship is not about a location, and it's a lifestyle. There's a special union that takes place when the people of God begin to worship. Yes, we love to worship at church and love to gather in buildings. That's awesome. But worship is not a location. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is not defined by structures. Worship is a dis position of the heart. And in a time like this where it's easy to get isolated, where we can make the excuse that says, well, you know, I don't have to go to church this weekend because, you know, coronavirus is getting real. You know? I can totally pull myself back. Hashtag Cardi B. What's up, homegirl? It's so easy for us to just pull back and get disconnected and get caught up with lamenting in the situation that I'm in. Realize that I'm not going to church every weekend, so maybe I'll just sleep in today. Oh, I'll catch the broadcast later. I'm telling you, isolation is a tool to disconnect you from the power that's only realized through association. And I want to remind you guys, just because we're not in the same room doesn't mean we're not of the same heart and the same spirit. We can worship together. In fact, I want to tell you, we are not made up simply by physical bodies. 
It says we were made in the image of God and God is spirit. That means we are spiritual beings. And when spirit meets spirit in worship, there is something spectacular that begins to happen. The church of God is united from America to Bolivia to Ukraine to Africa. Everybody lifting up Jesus Christ this Sunday morning. We are one church. We are worshiping. We are united. We are spiritually connected. And it is because we are all worshiping the same God. We are worshiping his son, Jesus Christ. There are thousands right now all over the country. There's thousands, millions all over the world in worship right now. And so we've been in this series called We Are Fearless. A scared world needs a fearless church. And do you know why we're fearless? We're fearless because we know distance does not mean disconnection. We're fearless because we know we're not alone. We're fearless because we know we are unified. We are one body connected by one man, Jesus Christ. And he unites us all. Just because there's distance doesn't mean we're disconnected. And we're in a season right now where it's time to draw in and get close to God. We're in a season now where it's time to draw in and get close to each other. We can grow, we can grow closer. We can draw in through love, through prayer, through witness, and through worship. Because distance doesn't have to mean disconnected. And there may be somebody watching this right now. Wherever you're at, you feel disconnected from God. You feel like there's this chasm between you and God, and you feel like, I don't know what I got to do to cross this bridge. I want to let you know that Jesus Christ came to this earth so that you can get connected to the Father. And because of Jesus Christ living the life that we could never, ever live and Jesus dying the death and paying the penalty that we could never pay, dying the death that we could never recover from, and then resurrecting on the third day to prove that he can beat death, hell, and anything that separates us from God, Jesus now has created a bridge, and now we have a straight, direct access to the living God, our Heavenly Father. Just because you feel distant doesn't mean you've got to be disconnected. And today, God is saying, coronavirus may be real, but a relationship with me is even more real. It's even more potent. It'll affect your life in such a way that's going to bring about new life, bring about joy, bring about peace, bring about a restoration that you've never experienced in your life. Jesus Christ came and he paid the price so that you could realize what it is to have life in him. So today I want to invite you to get connected to the risen Savior. I want to invite you to get connected to Jesus Christ. He says, come to me, all who are weary, all who are tired and have all the burdens. I'll give you rest. And in a time where people have recognized that money, status, prestige cannot keep you immune from getting this pandemic, 
guess what? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what your background is, God's love affects, infects, and produces life in everyone who turned to Jesus Christ. So today, will you get connected? You felt distant, but you don't have to be disconnected. God is with you. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more messages like this one.